Hello, and welcome to the Married Christian Sex Podcast, a ministry of MarriedChristianSex.com, which is written by L. Fury and Sexy Corte. Today's episode is titled, The Five Love Languages and Sex. If this marriage ministry is beneficial to you, please share it with one of your friends and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Today we are going to be talking about the five love languages and how to apply them in your sex life with your spouse. So, Sexy Corte, could you get us started by maybe giving us a quick overview for any of our listeners who may not know, may not be familiar with the five love languages? Sure. The Five Love Languages is a book written by Gary Chapman in 1992, and it's a book that El Fury and I read early on in our marriage that uh, we've felt has had a long-lasting impact on our marriage, and we will review the the different the five different love languages as we go through this podcast. But um, in in summary, each person gives and receives love in a different way, and it's useful to know what your spouse's love language is. It's useful to know what your love language is, so that you can. Um, best understand how your spouse is showing you love and also how to how to show them love so that they they feel your love in the most impactful way. Maybe this is something you wouldn't notice if your communication with your spouse is going really well or if you both speak the same love language, but you might sometimes feel like you are really trying to show your spouse love and they're just not getting it. They're just not receiving it the way that you're trying to show it to them. And that can be an example of when your love languages are mismatched. They're not hearing or receiving love in the same language that you're trying to give it to them. And so when you familiarize yourself with your with the love languages and how each of you in your marriage gives and receives love, it can really open up your eyes to uh, the best way that your spouse wants to receive love and the natural way that your spouse might be trying to show you love, but maybe you're not getting it immediately. This idea first came to us, it was a few years ago, on my birthday. Sexy Corte created a very special surprise for me where we put the kids to bed upstairs. They were younger then. They were asleep up in their rooms. And when I came back down, she was almost entirely naked except for an apron and cooking me a steak dinner. She made me a chocolate cake. And we had a great time fondling and playing with each other while she cooked and while we ate dinner. And um, it was just a great, it was one of the most amazing birthday celebrations that I ever had. And afterwards, I was thinking to myself, well, why was it that this spoke to me so specially? And I realized that it was because this gift that she had given me really combined my primary love language, which is acts of service, with sex. And so the event, the birthday event, spoke directly to my love language. And as we were talking about that, we realized that all, of, all five of the love languages could be applied to sex. And so we thought it was worthwhile thinking about what that might look like and how that would work. So we're going to walk through the five different love languages and just give you some ideas on how you can combine those in, in through a sexual lens so that you can have another level of speaking those to your spouse. So uh, first one we'll start with is words of affirmation. 
So the idea behind words of affirmation is to use language, to use words, to use speech to build up your spouse. That's sort of the non-sexual angle. Uh, the more sexual side of it, I think, is to use your words to build up and affirm your spouse's sexuality. And that can take a lot of forms. That can, of course, include sexual responsiveness while you are making love to tell your spouse what you like, what to do more of, how you're feeling, uh, how great it is, uh, what, whatever they're doing to you. Uh, but there are other ways to use your words as well. Uh, admiration of your spouse. and I never get tired of El Fury telling me I'm beautiful or also anticipatory language or language of confirmation. So leading, if you have plans, you know, leading up to the event, talk about how much you're looking forward to being intimate with your spouse. And then um, afterwards, give each other feedback, positive confirmation on what you liked and what went well. Those are all words of affirmation. You can use words as foreplay throughout the day, telling each other what you're looking forward to doing with each other. You can talk dirty to your spouse. There are things you can say to your spouse and words and language you can use in the course of sex that you probably wouldn't use in other contexts. But sometimes talking dirty, talking sexually with your spouse will be a real turn on as well. Or you can even write things down, slip each other sexy notes throughout the day. Okay, so the next love language is acts of service, and El Fieri already touched on an idea for that. Um, yeah, making making a meal for your spouse, but doing it in a sexy way, combining meal preparation with with foreplay or flirtation, all of that can really build up tension, and, and then you have this whole meal to eat, so you, you have to wait to satisfy that desire that you've been building up. Acts of service, I would say, is really probably one of the easiest ones to apply to sex. Your spouse almost certainly has a certain activity that he or she enjoys that might be uh, especially luxurious or pleasurable. Maybe it's something that takes a little bit extra effort or preparation from you. It's something that you don't have the energy for all the time, but when you do, it's a special blessing and a special act of service to your spouse. And as soon as I talk about it, I'm sure you can think of things that your spouse really enjoys. And maybe, uh, maybe there are special things for birthday or, or uh, Father's Day or Mother's Day or something like that. But there's no reason you can't make an act of service like that a blessing to your spouse and show your love in that way anytime. One thing that is actually uh, particularly meaningful to me, and this is such a simple thing, but... Whenever we have sex, as we've shared on our site and even in these podcasts, I I have orgasms through use of a vibrator and c combined with sex. And El Fury always washes the vibrator and plugs it back in and charges it. He always takes care of that. And that's an acts of service that just is, for some reason, very touching to me. I, I think that it shows that he really cares about my orgasm and, you know, planning to make sure that we're prepared for, for that. And um, I love that he does that. You can also add sexuality to really any type of mundane activity that you might be doing together, whether it's watching TV or doing chores around the house. You can always do them naked, or you can always fondle your spouse while you're watching a show and see how if they can see if they can really pay attention to whatever that Netflix thing is while you're touching them. 
One of the things that Sexy Corte has done for me before has been a topless haircut. We've written about that on the blog. And uh, one time when I was trying to work on my computer, she came into the room topless and started cleaning the ceiling fans. So that kind of thing can be quite distracting. That was fun. The next love language is gift giving. And, you know, this is actually a love language that is probably at the bottom of the list for El Fury and I, but I I think that you can still apply it in a meaningful way. A year ago for Christmas, I I guess I combined acts of service with gift giving and I set up a sexy scavenger hunt for El Fury where we went out to dinner. The kids were spending the night at my parents' house. And when we came home, I had a scavenger hunt set up and it had just small gifts to help enhance the evening. So the first present was, I think, a fun drink or something like that. And then there was lingerie and then a sexy game. And as as he found these throughout the house, you know, we paused to enjoy the gift for a while and then and then moved on. And And so... I think that was used with the combination of acts of service to make it more meaningful for him. Yeah, acts of service. Well, and for me, acts of service are my primary love language. So an act of service as a gift works great for me as the receiver. Of course, there are all sorts of actual physical gifts that you can buy, sex toys, lingerie, but you can even be a little more creative than that. You can make a sex game or you can set up some sort of game or scenario for your spouse. You can make a sexy mixtape that contains uh, maybe some some music that you enjoy making out to. You can even, if this is something that you and your spouse are comfortable with, you can take sexy pictures of yourself and give them to your spouse. Or you could even combine a gift with a date when you go out. The wife can take a remote control vibrator and put it in her panties and hand her husband the remote control when they get in the car. One of my favorite gifts that I actually we've enjoyed over the years when you said mixtape when we were dating I gave El Fury a mixtape actually it was a CD we're not quite that old and you know we still have that CD in our van and quite a few songs on it we incorporated it into our wedding and um, you know that was such a simple gift that has really lasted the duration of our marriage. The next love language is physical touch and. Obviously, sex involves quite a lot of physical touching, but, you know, I don't underestimate the power of physical touch in non-sexual ways that can really prime you for sex. I think that especially after you've been married for a couple of years, you can sort of take each other for granted and lose sight of those more common touch points with each other. Make sure that you hug your spouse. Make sure that you hold their hand, that you rub their back, all of those little things, I think, goes a long way, especially especially for me, physical touch has, has grown more important over the years. And, you know, when El Fury just comes in, gives me a hug, that means so much to me. And I, I think it makes me a lot more responsive for sex later. I'd say also that physical touch is an important part of foreplay. And like Sexy Corte was just saying, foreplay doesn't just start in the bedroom. Foreplay is something that can happen all day and throughout your relationship. And that includes physical touch. Activities like uh, showering together or taking a bath together. When you've had a long day and you want to spend some time together away from the kids, 
even just taking five or 10 minutes in the shower to wash each other can be a great way to share physical touch. Yeah, and, and touching can be flirtatious. It can hold a promise for later on. There there are a lot of ways that you can use this. It gets very distracting when, I don't know, Elfieri might linger on my, even just my lower back for some reason. I that, that feels nice. Or if he comes up behind me and just holds me while we're standing, whenever he grabs my hips too, or just not even grabs them, just puts his hand on them. There There's something very intimate about that. And I like sharing those little touches. As a husband, your wife can find it arousing when you can demonstrate your physical strength to her. And that might include pulling her close, grabbing her by the hips, like Sexy Corte just said. If you have an opportunity, just picking her up in a big hug can be something that shows her that you are strong and powerful and worthy of her. Okay, why don't we go down to quality time? There are a lot of different ways that you can layer quality time on your relationship. I think that it's important every day to have a touch point with your spouse. We try to make daily habit of having sex. We're not perfect in that, but I think we do pretty well. But then I I think that you also need to have intentional time with your spouse, like once a week or at least once a month, make sure that you plan an evening that's just about the two of you where maybe you, you set aside electronics and you just have a long drawn out sexual encounter with each other make it about focusing on each other Um, so I, I think that you need to have different steps of quality time and it's important to protect your time and your space to make your sex life possible so quality time means that you need to have a place to go so protecting your bedroom from random incursions of children can be important so that you can set up some quality time and like sexy corte said it can be useful to set aside larger blocks of time periodically so that you have the space to engage in more in-depth more elaborate types of sex play that might mean playing a game that might mean writing each other dirty poetry. That might mean doing some sort of bondage play or setting up another type of elaborate scenario. You can't just do it on a whim. You have to set aside and protect time in order to make something like that happen. Okay, so that actually wraps up the five different love languages. And, you know, communication is always important. We try to periodically check in with each other. You know, how I think in the book he refers to this as seeing how full your spouse's love tank is. And so talk about your love languages with each other. Talk about what's being met and they can change over time too. We found when one is uh, frequently met that it often a different one becomes primary. So make sure that you're having ongoing communication and brainstorm on how you can pull in some different sexy ideas to enhance these love languages. I would also say that it's important to know what your spouse's primary love language is so that you can speak it to them. But then it's also important because you want to be able to recognize when your spouse is trying to show you love in their language. And it can be tempting to think, you know, they should show me love in my language. But sometimes you have to be open to receiving love in the way that your spouse speaks as well. And you can learn to do that over time. And it's a lot easier once you get familiar with the love languages and with how your spouse gives and receives love. Yeah, that's really good. All right. So I think that wraps it up for another episode. 
Hopefully these ideas about the five love languages are helpful to you and your spouse and your marriage. We hope this episode is a blessing to you. Please leave us a five-star review and join us at MarriedChristianSex.com to ask a question or to share your ideas.